Skeksis? Mm, hello and welcome, Skeksis and Mystics alike, to Podling Pub Chats, a watch-along podcast where we're taking some of our quarantine time to talk about the weird world of the Dark Crystal. My name is Chris Shriver, and with me here today is the Living Ninja Turtle and Heavy Strike co-founder, Brandon Hunt. Hey, Kabunga. Oh. <laughs> also, Turtles is the platform, uh, host of the Platformers podcast and the Dragon Ball master himself, Brian Barnett. Hey, what's going on? I'm a Skeksy. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about uh, the first three episodes of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, the Netflix series. Um, If you haven't seen the original movie, we recommend that you go watch that first so you have an idea of how this world started to get established and everything. And then definitely check out the show because it's dope. Um, And we're definitely going to spoil it, the first three episodes. Definitely going to spoil it. So I guess before we get into the spoiler, um, I think... It's pretty well established where B Hunt and I land on, you know, how we feel about the series. Um, <laughs> Two of you are literally the reason we're doing this show. Correct, <laughs> uh, Brian. How was your first like watch about your your first go in uh, in Thra in this so, series? As we discussed in the last episode, I had not seen the film The Dark Crystal since I was a child, and so I was rewatching it for the first time. You know. Uh, uh, I guess parting the kimono a little bit last week. Uh, and so then uh, today, actually I watched all three uh, episodes in preparation for this and uh, man, I might like it even more than the movie. There you go. Um, it, the production values are absurd, like ridiculous. Everybody looks so great. The voice talent is like just nuts. Uh, it's, like the intro five minutes is like whole, like you guys told me that there was a lot of like exposition and like a lot of this stuff would be explained. I didn't realize like the volume, like well, the vo- and, it's and literally the- like Galadriel's thing at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Like it's just <laughs> establishing the world. Here is literally everything you need to know. Uh, you know, going into this, like you were saying, like you recommended people watch the movie beforehand. You really don't need to. It's more yeah. just like I, I think what the movie does is it adds a level of uh, tension that you don't get otherwise, because as you watch the series, um, like, uh, you know, things unfold in the movie and obviously it takes place after the series. But um, it just makes the stakes a little bit higher because um you don't see these characters in the movie. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> I mean, there, I, I actually, the funny thing about that is I actually feel the opposite. I kind of wish I hadn't seen the movie and that I was just going into this, uh, not knowing the inevitable stuff that was going to happen. Okay. That's like, fair. I, I feel like I that think- kind of lowers the stakes where it's like, well, it, it's, it's kind of like rogue one. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, right, I mean, right. Like, I know what's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Brandon, what were you going to say? I think, uh, I mean, uh, not to, to be, get any spoiler territory, but like, uh, and what Chris and I are hoping is that we'll, we'll see lots more, uh, dark crystal, uh, everything on yeah. Netflix. Um, mm. but, but there, this season, uh, it, it, you know, it, there's lots more to tell. I will just I will just say that. So we'll, <laughs> okay, we'll wait, we'll wait on your previous statement about not seeing the movie. Like I agree with you. 
I agree with you. Um, because that would be awesome to like fully absorb. It would be like watching, uh, you know, Star Wars episodes, uh, uh, four, one five, six, or, yeah. then then one through three. But technically, uh, I think we're only on Dark Crystal episode like for A New Hope, and we still have to wait for Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's very promising. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but. But this does this season um, again. Not to get spoilery, but it does explain a lot of stuff. Well, See, it made a joke. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't real like we, you know, we talked about Ogra like in the movie and stuff like that. Like, this really goes into wow. Ogra is like more than just that crazy old hag that lives at the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, and the Skeksis are way more than just these people that live in the castle with the crystal. Like. You know, and you know, and, and, and it provides purpose for everything that is in the movie. And like, and I think what what one of the, my favorite things about it is that with the knowledge that you gain from watching the series, it makes I think it makes the movie a lot better. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, and and as I start, I started to go back and listen to last week's episode when I was editing it. Like, I definitely, if you if I look at the original dark crystal, obviously like I, I view it as this thing that it's this piece of art, um, you know, that like all these people contributed to like Henson's opus, all that, but the actual plot elements. And I think you can even tell when you listen to that episode is like the plot elements are pretty thin as far as what goes on in that movie. And in the first, like it's very kind minutes, of rote fantasy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like the first 20 minutes of the first episode of this series, it like it has that much uh, of a plot of like what's going. Like there's just so many different story arcs that are happening at once. Um, I, think, that, I, I think one of the interesting things is like I, I think that it it feels more like a world. Yes. Like 100 percent. Which is I mean, which is interesting because it literally is more of a world. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it, it definitely feels more like a place than something that you're watching. Yes. With yeah, the show, right. at least. Yeah. Right. And like that was like that was very interesting. Like they and I think that one of the interesting things is like a lot of times if something goes super long without being adapted and then it's brought back, like usually it's like it's got some of the it's got like a lot of the trappings of the recognizable parts, but like they, a lot of times reboots or long overdue sequels will kind of miss the point of what made the thing good. What it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that this actually really leans into what made the original good. So I feel like they've, they really, they really nailed the spirit of it. Like that was, that was like a huge part of the production of it. Um, And there's when, when we're done, um, or when you're done watching all these episodes on Netflix, there's a documentary called the crystal calls, uh, the making of age of resistance. And um, it, it goes into a lot of that where they, they were like, we really want to make sure that we have the right people that like when they talk about dark crystal and they, um, you know, their ideas for it, they just get it. Um, and a couple of those examples will come up, you know, as we kind of go through these episodes, but um yeah, like you ha- you have a lot of people that they 
were really big fans of the original movie and they wanted to be honorable and respectful to it. And you, I mean, Brian Froud had a huge role in the development of the whole series, um, which is, you know, without him, I don't think it would be anywhere near what it became. And who is um, who is that for those of us who don't know? So those who don't know, Brian Froud is the um, the original like artist um, and kind of like the world builder that Henson worked with. Right. Um, or, Which is probably why everything looks and feels like of a spirit to the original. Exactly. Um, it, yeah, it'd like, be like making a new Aliens movie without uh, without <clears throat> Geeker. Right. Right. It's like you don't like. Why would you do that? Yep. I mean. It'd be like making another Aliens movie without James Cameron. <laughs> that, I mean, that too, yeah. Because Aliens is the best movie. I'll just state that fact right now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait Aliens is the best movie or Alien? Alien. Aliens, plural, is okay. the best. I, I saw Alien, but I have not seen Aliens yet. Oh my god. Oh, oh my oh. Uh, okay anyway, we got we we we'll, we'll talk about this after. Uh, we'll we'll yes. watch it and then you and I will have a chat about it. <laughs> oh man. Well before we go off on a tangent. Yeah. So aliens, do we want to talk about these aliens? Yeah, right. <laughs> so well all that is to say, uh if you're on the fence about watching the show, if you're a fan of fantasy, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings harry potter any of that crap you'll probably really like the show and if you like the pacing of a show like lost not so much the ending of it um you'll probably really like the show i would think um plus muppets are just dope so (laughs) man i might like it more than that stuff i mean like i'm just thinking like like middle earth like yeah like i i mean i know i'm I'm like literally (laughs) one movie one movie and three episodes in but i'm just like man like i this world is so much more interesting than middle earth yeah me. yeah so it's something i never thought i would say <laughs> damn oh, yeah. fighting words fighting yeah, words. like that's like hard hard opinions. hardy recommend like for real oh yeah so we uh we start out the show with like with sigourney weaver basically telling us you know the the lay of the land um was that how- really her that is sigourney weaver uh narrating um holy crap if you've ever yeah. watched the u.s uh life series she also i think it's life uh she narrates that as well hmm. uh that's that's the only reason i was able to pick it out is that like, like the planet minute. earth knockoff yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> no offense um, but what they did manage to do in the first five minutes is not only like solidify what i think a lot of people if you've only seen the dark crystal like once um they they solidify what the rules of the world are and what's going on and who the Skeksis are, who Aug- excuse me, who Augre is. Um and if you've never seen the Dark Crystal, um they basically just give you a crash course on like, okay, here's what's happening in this world. Um they also do a good job at introducing all the clans pretty early on, and that like they're just saying, hey, there are like multiple uh it's not like there's just two uh Gelfling running around. Like there's all different races of them. Uh, so get ready what, like, for that. Two big surprises for me in this opening were one, just how many Gelflings there were. I was like, holy crap, right. there's tons of them. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, we, you've got like, I mean, it, it is very like, um, like D and D like you've got your dark Gelflings like Deet. You've got your, 
you know, your, your, your forest gelflings, you've got like uh, your, your, uh, ocean gelflings or whatever, yeah, you know, like go with like a different element, which I thought sense. was freaking and then great. Different like skill sets. Wow. Yeah. Which and is then cool the other- about it. Cause the, the Skeksis themselves originally were kind of modeled after, um, the seven deadly sins in the movie. Oh, right. Um, so that's kind of, I think that's part of the reason they draw, they draw it that way or they, dr- yeah. they wrote it out that way. That, that really makes sense of a lot of stuff, you know, w- especially like if you look at like their names or roles or different things like that. But the other big surprise for me was Ogra is like tied to the fate of the world or something <laughs> like I was like, yeah. what? So like, did... she definitely seemed like just some old sage in the movie that like, oh, this person like kind of knows about this sort of a thing. Um, but in this um in this series, it was like, oh, wow. No, she's like, has she always existed? She's basically like Mother Earth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's sort she's of like, like uh, from Captain Planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's sort of like the... Um, You're going to take pollution of, down to zero, you know? That's all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's sort of like the the the, the avatar of, of what the essence of the planet, basically. She's like... Uh, the culmination of like, um, you know what that, how that world works, and like how that that the earth and the nature, uh, like the essence of all that all those world that world works, um, all kind of, kind of compiled into one like singular being. You know, it's just like she's a representative of the planet, basically. But she's old and and sometimes naive and. You know, she's not. He doesn't know about all the really all the other planets. With uh, well, she, what up? What's that? No, she and entrusts the entire planet with uh, the Skeksis. Oh, yeah. See, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of a mistake there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's like the ultimate like representative of that planet, um, and she knows about other planets, but it's not like she can go to those other planets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, she's dog. freaking, and she starts off the the thing like Doctor Stranging all over the place. Oh yeah, she's like pretty there crazy. Are a couple, uh, moments that Agra has that I can't help but like draw elements to uh to Doctor Strange. Right. Oh yeah, um, totally. Especially yeah. with like the the designs of of the world graphics. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you remember like the very beginning where you see all those triangles and. And spheres and circles Trouble. and spirals, Trouble. yeah. Like yeah, that's, it's that's it's, like all of the Earth, all of like the the uh, inner workings of that universe, like right there. It's kind of like the Fibonacci sequence of that world. Basically. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um. So after we have the uh, the Skeksis are basically like, oh my god, we can't we can't keep draining from the crystal because they're trying to, you know. S- sustain life everlasting how do we do that and they skektech basically is like oh my god i'll figure it out sorry guys <laughs> which by the way another thing like you just said skektech like they actually use each other's names in this which is kind of wild it's yeah wild. it helps you keep track of um yeah who everybody is and what their roles kind of are um a little more it definitely easily. definitely did but i don't remember any of them calling any of the other ones by names ex- like there's like general only- chamberlain yeah, yeah, and then the um, emperor, and that was it. And the emperor, and that's like the only ones that they actually like address by name. But they also, <laughs> right. and then the general becomes the emperor, and it's like, okay, well, there's one less person I know whose name they are. Yeah. Um. 
Another fun fact, I don't know if I said it last episode. Apparently they never say the word thra in the original movie, which I thought was no. interesting. And it's Yeah, such, no, I definitely uh, did. Yeah. It's such yeah, a, like, a big deal in this series. Right. Yeah, they say it all the time now. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's one of those things where they they just tried to make it as as easily consumable as possible for 100%. The people um everyone in in the 80s to be able to understand like even though like everyone had like star wars and star trek to sort of (laughs) go off of it's like come on you guys they'll get it but uh yeah not only that but like you figure now if if you know anytime a big movie comes out ign has the or whoever has the article of like what did this mean in the marvel movie like right right yeah Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have that in the eighties, dog. So they had to dumb it down. <laughs> yeah, we had to get together with our with our brothers and and cousins and things, and be like, "Hey, like, did the, did you do you guys know what that was all about? Like, who's yeah. that guy? Who's that guy? The chair who spun around with the weird purple chin. Yeah, who's that guy? Exactly. Oh, it's my glasses. Yeah. Jess just came in, was like, "Oh, your glasses? You're probably blind. Thank my you." My glasses. <laughs> Wow. Wow. We just said that exactly at the same time. <laughs> we did. Cursed. Cursed. Or blessed, depending or on blessed. how you look at it. What is that from? Is that from The Simpsons? Isn't it um oh, something in me? Uh they always they always make fun of me. What is it? Mac and me? No, not Mac and me. Oh, they always uh, joke about it on a, a local radio show here. You can't see without his glasses. I can't remember. Anyway, you can't see a thing without my glasses. <laughs> um, I don't know. So then they uh, we get introduced to uh, Rianne and uh, I always said Brea, but that's not Mira. True, Mira. Thank Mira. you. Um, and they're a little, they're a little cutesy. They're a little uh, huggy poos. Yeah. Uh, trying to freaking, they're trying to freaking bone down by the by the um, telescope. Yeah, it's just like wow, really, like making making dream fasting like very sensual. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it's like sharing like you know, kind of everything about. Your and then he's like going around trying to trying to trying to dream fast with everybody later, but we'll get into ooh, that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What we're trying to say is Rian is a sleut. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in the midst of their dream fasting, this arachnid uh, soldier comes busting out, and they're like, "Oh my god, what are we gonna do?" Definitely recognize that guy. We should go chase him down, and then uh, and we cut to uh, the caves of Grot. Which, listen, spoiler listen. alert: I've only written one article for IGN.com. <laughs> I have one character that I'm completely in love with, and will leave all of you behind. To, to live my the rest of my life with, and it's Deet. <laughs> my goodness, Deet is the sweetest character ever created in anything. She's, yeah, you she is very. Her. She's very good. I love you her so love much. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> but now th- oh. this scene where they introduce the caves of Grot and she's flying around feeding all the Nurlocks, and you not only get to find out like how how gentle of a a character and how sweet she is, but um, it's just such a cool area. Like it's so different from the rest of the the series and and the movie. Um, I just love the whole aesthetic of it all. And like from a story standpoint, it gives you the idea of like, this is the type of person that she is. This is how, how 
highly everyone and everything thinks of her. And then it gives you stakes for when you see what the darkening is doing. And then like, you're just like, wow, this person is like a ball of light. And yet this thing is corrupting something that she cares about. And it's just like, it, it really, it, it kind of hits at home and it's just like, wow. Like we just, we saw her flying freely doing good all over the place. And then freaking chomp, you know? Chomp. Well, and I feel like her, her like path on like the, the general, just like hero's journey. If we like, if we pick like Brea, Rianne and her, like, I feel like hers is like the most tried and true of that where, um, like over the course of the entire series, like she definitely has the, um, the biggest cross to bear. Um, I definitely get like main character vibes from her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, it's weird. Like, I feel like they, and as it goes on, um, they, they do a pretty good job at, um, balancing the three of them. Um, I think Brea gets the least amount of screen time, but, um, I feel like Deet a lot more like just lays on Deet, and um, I find her story arc more interesting than uh, Rianne's personally. Rianne's is good in the beginning, and then Deet comes up up in the end. But you'll oh, see, yeah. you'll all you'll see. see, you'll see. <laughs> I'll show you all. <laughs> um, but what's cool? The other cool thing about this scene is uh, as she's going through feeding all these characters. Um, or all these creatures, uh, you get the first introduction to um, the the darkening when a Nurlock uh, attacks her and like tries to eat her, and she's getting chased down, um, and it's like covered in that purple LED weirdness, which is cool. Yeah, it's cool to to, to see how it affects like their because that their world of Grot is like very iridescent and it's got that those cool like when she when she eats um, like the moss some of the the, mo- the the glowy moss and like she starts to glow you can see kind of like how their ecosystem is very symbiotic and and everything um and so it's kind of cool to see how it affects like that particular ecosystem i guess where it's still glowy right yeah but, yeah like you see yeah. that like multiple times throughout the series right it's cool and how it affects like different creatures right exactly and and also like there's the tie-in later when we get the tithing scene where it's like it's showing you hey this moss is supposed to be blue some of it is purple and if it's eaten by the creatures it like messes them up yeah right so why it do that how can we do that (laughs) why it do why you do this what happened why are you running? <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> uh, what else we got? Then we, so then we go to um, uh, we meet the Almadra for the first time in uh, um, oh my god, what is the name of it? What's the name of their little kingdom? Harar. 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 We meet the Almadra and Brea. Um, Brea is uh, the princess of basically all of the clans. And uh, she's studying mm-hmm. in the library um, about all kinds of things in, of Thra. And her curiosity is like not her downfall, but what gets her into trouble. Um, she's so sneaky. She, she's, a, she's a sneaky lady. That's pretty <laughs> much all that we get there. Um, Skektek is basically trying to figure out like why 
how, how they can draw more power and in his like testing of his machine to draw more power from the crystal he uh Skeptic is the scientist right he is the scientist awesome um, dude yeah you're right the names do help <laughs> oh 100 um he i love that he so he tries to like use the machine and it starts to draw the life out of him but all he's left with is like these cheeto hands like he just permanently <laughs> looks like he has Cheeto fingers. Dude, I legit thought he was wearing gloves after that scene. Yeah, it's so it's such a weird like touch that like it would affect them in that way. <laughs> and, and it like it, it's so interesting because at, like when you, I mean, even when it starts, like at the beginning of the, of the of the I almost said movie, at the beginning of the show, when you see like the light of the crystal shining into their eyes, like the effects way better in this than they were in the movie. And like you, this is, this is never seen more strongly than in this scene when he's having like the essence drawn out of him. And it's way more dynamic. It's, like literally, it's pulling him like out of it. And like the, the marriage of puppetry and CG that they do in this. It's um, so good. Is really well done. Like they, they've, you could tell that they took the time to be like, okay, does this look weird? Does it look awkward? Um, and no, you know, they made keep going. Decision. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now it looks sick. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't look badass yet. No, then crank it up. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah. So that that's at that point. And this is like the first time that you see uh, Chamberlain like in his sneaky little like I'm the, I'll be the first to say it. Chamberlain's like a real motherfucker in this series. And like I always yes. knew it. But I like forgot how much. Um, like you oh, remember in the, in the episode last week when I was like literally like uh, like Chamberlain might have turned over a new leaf. Like he might <laughs> like like when he's trying to get um not Kira um uh, Jen. Jen yeah Jen. when he's trying to get Jen to come back with him to like help him and he's like please please I don't want to say you want peace I have no Close, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look like a beggar pirate, please. I'm a big chicken, please. Help me. Please. He looks like please. a fat covenant from. By Halo. the way, by <laughs> the way, you just said he looks like a chicken. I looked up picture. I googled uh, young Skeksis, and I will never be the same. Oh no! <laughs> because <laughs> because I one thousand percent thought these dudes were birds <laughs> until I saw them like young ish. Like they're, Oof. they're like very official looking drawings that I saw with like the names next to them. These dudes are like straight up lizard slash dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I had no, like, they all look like Archaeopteryx without wings. That's what the, <laughs> um, the creation myth book, um, or series like the, those three books. I think they get into that a little bit that just showed up uh, today. Um, so oh, I'm interesting. Gonna start, I'm going to start dipping into that a little bit. Yeah. Ooh. So that was wild because and it, and it happened. And I think this was in the th third episode, which we'll get to. But it was when like it was when Ogre remarked on what the Skeksis looked like and that it wasn't when they it wasn't what they looked like when they were young. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's some art on like what they did look like when they were young. And like, right. I highly recommend looking that up. Like it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah. Here I go. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you should see is you should see like a white, like a white piece of paper with like 
colored pencil drawings. They're all of, like, green for the most part. All six of them. Like, and it should be like, they should be like pretty evenly spaced out. That's the one that that's I saw. Green and, green and purple? Yeah. At least that's yeah. what I saw. They got like long, like long, like black hair. Like you see, I don't know if you're seeing the one that I saw. I'm uh, seeing like, oh, yeah. Throw it in the chat and then Chris, you might have to throw this in the in the show notes. I can do that. I can yeah. definitely do that. Um, But anyway, so Chamberlain basically is the one that says to him, like, well, you know, Skektek's freaking out. Oh, my God. It like it draw me in. And <laughs> um, Chamberlain's like, no, we could use this to our advantage. Like it, all we need is like another source of, uh, you know, life to be able to draw from. Um, what is the closest thing to a Gelfling? And they look over and there's those two guards that are just like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? And uh, <laughs> they're like, sweet. We'll just, you know, steal some of these guys. <laughs> The podling dudes. Yeah. Um, real quick. What do we got? Babies. What do we got? Oh, yeah. So Deet goes to the uh, the sanctuary tree. Um, this is where she finds out that, like, what the darkening is. And, like, we as the audience, it finally gets explained to us that um, it's this corruption that is growing from out of Thra because the Skeksis are just pulling all of... Uh, all of the the life force uh, from the crystal. So as a result, um, the center of the planet is like basically falling apart. Um, and the caves of Grot are seeing it first because they're closest to that. Um, and then there's that vision scene, which is like so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah, we see, you know, Agra is just like screaming and all these like creatures are just like purple eyed and freaking out and Deet has the purple eyes and uh, terrifies me. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I'm just waiting. For fact, I'm just waiting for when she gets to the end of the water temple and then she has to fight Dark Deet. <laughs> just wait. You have no idea. You have no idea. Um. Later on, we've got the the tithing ceremony, um, which I feel like is a good. Um, it's a good way to show like how the Gelflings have just like adopted these customs that the Skeksis just kind of made up uh, I, when they got into power. I love this because it was like when it's like when the royal family comes to town, like people are falling over themselves to see them. Like everyone loves the Skeksis, and I just think that that dynamic is so fascinating. Like to know. Hey, all of these Gelflings, they are totally buying into this. They totally love the Skeksis. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's well, crazy. And, and it does a, uh, it does a good job of like painting a picture of, and this happens in real life too, where you have somebody who's in a position of, I don't want to say desperation, but like they're not in the best way. You know, like these, the farmer is like falling on hard times. The crops won't grow. Like we don't know what's yeah. going on. And you have um, the Almadra, and you know they because they're at the top of the food chain, they're totally fine. And they're like, well, this is their cross, like their burden to bear. Like this is their fault that they can't, um, you know, pay the tithe. Like this is this is the way they need to deal with it. Um, yeah, it's it's and just uh... that class system of just like whatever. Like they need to figure it out. Not my problem. 
they're part of the system, so it's they're incentivized to kind of hold it up. And you know, we see that with the whole thing with the necklace and you know how that's you know given to the queen and all that sort of stuff. But I did think it was really, really interesting how because you have two Skeksis, one of whom is very outwardly kind of dismissive of the other races. Um, and then you have the scribe, like the scroll keeper. Um, and like, you can tell he's being manipulative, uh, manipulative, but I, I couldn't tell if he was actually like, if he was just acting nice because it served him or if he was actually, because I honestly, I don't recall really seeing much of, of the, scroll keeper so i was like oh is there like is there one who actually like is kind of more reasonable and rational i you think know, he's he's the most learned obviously so like maybe that tempered their kind of wicked leanings or or maybe he's just because he's obviously being a troll later with the necklace like he's obviously right. trying to get what he wants but at the same time he didn't demand it he's like being kind of not passive aggressive but like he's being manipulative um, right. to get what he wants, but he, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know whether that was just, I, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about him. I feel uh, like they, they, part of the reason they do it is like, they don't, uh, a, it's like, okay, you have seven of these guys or whatever. You can't make them all out to be like, Oh, I'm evil. Like they need to have some kind of foil to each of them. Um, like Aquafina's character with all the boils coming out of her head. Holy crap, that's Aquafina? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, that is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crazy she, who she the voices that are... <laughs> it's crazy that who the voices are. Um, Keegan Michael Key is one one voice. Which one is uh, he? Oh, he, he's a Skeksis? Yeah, he's a Skeksis. Um, I did not shoot. know that. I think he's the... Let me look it up. Um, like it is a star-studded cast for sure. Like oh, yeah. the scientist one yeah. is Mark Hamill. Um, you know, um, Lucius the... Malfoy is the emperor. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. Lucius Malfoy oh, is the emperor. I knew that I recognized that voice. Um, Simon Pegg is one of them. Well, he's Chamberlain. Really? Yeah. And when Holy you see him in the doing it, it's awesome. Yeah, Simon Pegg is the Chamberlain. Dude, um, he disappears into that. Uh, he, so, uh, what's his name? He's the ritual master, Keegan Michael Key. He's, he's, uh, uh Skekzok. Um, let me see if I can he's get. Not the, he's, he's not the, he's not the covered in all the gold. Yeah. With, like, headdress and everything. Yeah. Interesting. Who's, who's Gourmand? Gourmand, I think is Harvey Fierstein. Here, I got it. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that is. Um, uh, he he was Edna in Hairspray. If you ever like listen to the Broadway, did not ever <laughs> see anything about that. He's the friend in um, Mrs. Doubtfire that helps him get the mask on, like the makeup guy. He sounds oh, like really, yeah. I'm happy. He is awesome. Yeah. When I was writing the notes, I started to write. Um, there's a scene in I think it's the third episode. Um, where he says, like, you need to make sure, like, nobody gets in or out of the castle or whatever. And I started to write uh, Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, Harvey? Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that's not an incorrect statement. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is what? Is terrifying. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. I like, oh, I mean, it's not wrong. It's just not who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That yeah, is so find... crazy, dude. I, for whatever reason, I thought that he had died, and I'm so freaking happy to find out that is not the case. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know. He's just yeah. pretty old. He's pretty dude, old. It, yeah. Like, his voice is so great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's hard to replicate, too, because it's just so deep in his, like, jowls. I don't even know how to how to do it. (laughs) It's very throaty. Uh, Very throaty, indeed. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, I'm trying to find all the voices for you guys, too. There's some people that are, like, Muppet kind of aficionados or or aficionados, uh, uh, like, Classic Muppeteers. That Can have... you? Because I kept. I always think this, and I always forget to look it up. Can you check to see if Augra is done by the woman who runs the inn in Muppet Treasure Island? Oh, let me see. Because it sounds just like her. Yeah. Um, Donna Kimball. I, I think it's not. You talk about the the live action lady. Yeah, who's like? Yeah, oh yeah, the lady from um, uh, oh god, what's that British show with all the ladies? Uh, I'll find it. Or- Orden is played by Mark Strong. Yeah, yes. Mark Strong. At the lady from Absolutely Fabulous, I think, is in. Uh, it's a classic British show. Um, I'll find it. Lena Headey is Madra Farah. Yeah. Yes. Um. And. Helena Bonham Carter is uh, the uh, the all Maldra. Dude, the mountain is in this too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so it's many people. A lot of people from uh, from Game of Thrones too. Natalie Dormer's in it. She's uh, not the uh, the the seer or the seafer. It's like the the, the woman seafer. Um, but the yeah. male is um, oh, that comedian. Um, and Taron Egerton is Rian. Yes. Yep. What? This is nuts. Yeah, dude, there's a thousand people in the show. It's amazing. A thousand people, yeah. And they're all freaking great. Yeah. Jennifer Saunders is the lady from Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, God. They sound so similar. I know. They super do. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've been, we've been gushing because there's a lot of really, oh, yeah, there's so many really people great here. voice acting in this. Um, so after the, the tithing ceremony, we have uh, Brea's in the uh, the library. And... Oh, dude, the libra the librarian is freaking uh Toby Jones, who's the guy who played oh, um, yeah. the the mad scientist alongside Red Skull in Captain America. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Please fun fact: this matter no further. Fun fact: he's the son of um, I think it's Brian Jones. I was hoping you were gonna say Tom Jones. Tom <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Um, it doesn't make any sense. Freddie Jones, who is uh, sci-fi royalty in Dune, he plays one of the um, the big eyebrow guys in Dune. <laughs> At one point, I'm gonna have to see Dune. Real Let's quick, see. hot take: How excited are you for that movie? Oh my god! So so extremely freaking excited for that. I've movie. never I've never read those books. Oh my god. They're great. Don't don't listen to all the all the, the bullshit about them being boring and whatever. If you can read Lord of the Rings, you can read Dune. It's fine. Oh, well, yeah. I can definitely read Lord of the Rings. I've done it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can absolutely read Dune because it's shorter. <laughs> oh my god. 
This may have yeah. happened. And the movie, the 1984 film, is my favorite David Lynch film. Um, so everyone else can suck it too. Damn. Wow, we're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to have a separate podcast talking about mm. David Lynch stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so let's be talking about Age of of uh, Resistance. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Brea has that great moment where she's in the library, you know, going back and forth with the librarian. She's like, "I demand to know the truth," and the book flies open. And all the pages start swirling around and he's freaking out because he's like, look what you've done. <laughs> and then uh, they see the symbol in the air that's on the, the pendant. And she's like, what the hell is happening in here? And then uh, I legit thought that this book was cursed by the Skeksis in case anyone ever said the phrase. I must know the truth. I must like, know the truth. for a while. Like for a, a hot minute, I was like, <laughs> this is cursed and there's going to be a bunch of beetles that come out of the walls and kill everybody. You want to talk about a great example of that marriage of CG and practical effects. It's that scene. Like 100%. Yeah, I, oh, I, I didn't know if the place was going to get destroyed or if like just all of the books were going to be magicked away. I like I had no idea what was what was going to happen, which was yeah. like, which is like such a great feeling because like there's not a lot of times in in fiction and world building when like you can actually legitimately believe that anything is possible like literally anything i was like this whole building this whole library could be magically demolished all of the you know the well, pages could be ripped out everything could be torn away how many sets did they destroy <laughs> yeah yeah i, I was like i was like you know they could magic all the books away like just wisp them up through some giant tornado into the sky and then everything be gone like she could be like the whole place could explode i had no idea what was gonna happen (laughs) it was so awesome i was like Uh, glued to the screen i paid for the whole i paid for the whole uh seat but i only needed the edge damn damn some some words this we go to uh we go back to uh the caves of grot Deets back home after she like fell down this hole after uh, the sanctuary tree basically was like, here's your knowledge. And then just like yeeted her off of the, the platform. <laughs> Deet um, got yeeted. Deet got yeet. Yeah, she did. Like that. She did like that. our thing with the tree where it's like, I know everything. Yeah. Um, and then God bless her. Madra Argot <laughs> is like. Oh, let's go take a look. She's basically the Joker. I can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> she's like, you know, totally believes her that this tree talked to her um, and tells her that she needs to like, you have a quest that's like super important. You need to go. Um, <laughs> I thought that was so great because you have that standard thing of like the tree, the tree talked to me. Trees don't talk to you. And then she was like, she had her back turned and she's like, uh, trees don't talk unless they do. Yeah. And I was just like, that's, that's such like, a great moment. That's such a great way to put that of of like, well, don't rule it out because uh, sometimes like it was like such a great. Well, actually moment. Yeah. Um, but like in like the gentlest, most grandma way possible. <laughs> you know, it was it was great. I loved it. I yeah. mean, like trees don't talk, but we got giant roly polies uh, yeah. that are the, are the <laughs> wheels of cars. <laughs> so <laughs> Dude, that was the coolest thing. <laughs> they just zap them like oh okay they roll oh. back in their little thing poor little guys uh. i didn't realize that i did they zap them to get them started at the beginning 
they kind of zap them to get into wheel mode, basically. Okay. Yeah, I must have looked away at exactly the wrong slash right moment because I definitely like... I don't think it's as obvious in the first scene. The second one, they make it very clear, like, oh, by the way, this is all these things do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in the the first scene, like, I saw them, you know, they called out to them. They're like, hey, go, you know, go get in the thing. And they, like, slithered over and then rolled up into it. And I felt, I I didn't see them get shocked then. They just, like, kind of got ready. And then, and then they, you know, got moving. And I was just like, this is buck wild. Like, this is absolutely buck wild. And I'm here for it. Like, yeah. can you imagine how dizzy you would be if you rolled for however long they rode? <laughs> like, close your eyes, man. Just close your eyes. That's all you it's like do. it's Pretend like it's the downhill. Yeah, it's like the downhill inner tube thing, except the hill <laughs> never stops. <laughs> yikes! Big yikes! Barfaruni. Barfaruni, yeah. indeed. <laughs> and then after uh, Deet's told to go on her adventure, we go back to uh, Skektek's lab, where they uh they find uh mira and they're like hey come look at this thing it's all right not a big deal no problem <laughs> and they gather all the uh the skexies to watch and everything and uh as she's staring into the crystal they fucking stab her in the back with those two that was so machine dude what's funny is there are so many moments of this show where, I'm the scene just- where kira got stabbed at the end hey guess what we're gonna double your pleasure and double your fun yeah <laughs> and like there's so many moments where like man this is like the most messed up scene in the show and then you watch the next episode and it's like oh just kidding <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean the 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 interesting thing like you didn't say like why like they 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 got her but they one of those giant beetle things snuck into the castle and um rian and her were trying to like find it Yes. But they've been kind of set up because the dad, uh, Rian's dad is like the captain of the guard and he didn't leave Rian in charge. And so he's like, well, so yeah, so Rian's father is basically like, you know, you really need to start taking more responsibility for your actions. Stop being such a kid. Cause earlier we see them like st- trying to steal food from the podlings. Um, they do. And they you know. do, um, you uh, know, and they're, they're, and they're not the most responsible just- people. Yeah. It, I it, mean, they're they're making on, out on the job, right? Yeah, they're being they're being teenagers. You know, it's it's all. I'll be the first Please. to say it. Mira had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, not really. <laughs> not, I mean, but but I do think that that is important to point out because because of what happens to Mira, like it. I definitely like until we started talking about it right now, I was definitely like, wow, like Mir was really stand up, like was really, you know, I'm going to do the right thing and all this sort of stuff. That's definitely not true. Like she was kind of a pot stir um, and like kind of egging uh, Rian on. Although it does seem that she was slightly more responsible than him because she wanted them to report that, that, um, yeah, giant, I mean, ultimately you know, that, that falls on Rian of being like, no, I need to prove myself to my father in my own way. Um, right. Which is like, you know, I, th- this is the, the thing of all, of all unproven adventurers, you know, who who've spent their lives listening to legends. Like they want, they want their own legend told. So like, I get it, but um, you know, but that's why they basically, um, you know, they, they, uh, they chase the beetle and it, it repels down into the catacombs and they chase it down there, which is, 
apparently a, a section that is forbidden for Gelflings um, because that's where the um, Skaktex lab is. Um, but I definitely got the vibe of like, this is where the giant beetle nest is um, like in the movie. And that this is kind of the beginning of that. Oh yeah. Like the, the catacombs that um, they have that whole exchange with uh, Chamberlain in like that whole bit. Yeah. Cause you go like Mira goes down there and she looks and there's like a bit of like most of it's clean, but then there is like one corridor where there's kind of like uh, webs all over it. And I was like, I remember in the movie, everything's like dark and there's webs everywhere. So I was like, I wonder if this is how it started. Right. Um, which, and obviously like, no, like spoilers for future episodes, but um, you know, that was definitely like, I, it's so cool to like know how the world's going to be set up later and like see them sowing the seeds of like, this is how it got this way. And like it, like some of this is like, I mean, obviously I don't know, the beetle could have been there on purpose. It definitely feels like an accident, but, um, but it is definitely like, you know, uh, this, this little one-off seemingly innocent mistake, like rolls absolutely out of control and everything goes nuts. I mean, part of it too is like, Oh, there we go. Sorry. Part of it too is, uh, like wrong place, wrong time for her because they're, they're definitely. like fully in on, we just need to get a Gelfling um to test this on and if it works then we'll live forever yeah right and that they yeah. that they already know that the gelflings have a strong connection to the planet is like something that i didn't think of something that i don't know that they that they actually like set up but i do think it's interesting because it's you, you really only get it in that one scene i think um, when Skek Tech talks about it, or like, or no, when, when, yeah, when, when Skek Tech and Chamberlain are going back and forth, when he's like, right. and, what, and what creatures have a strong connection to Thra? Right, like right. Sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you should also kind of keep that spider key creature um, in mind too, because they are super related to um, what happens, I mean, later on in the timeline in the movie. Um, yes, I don't, I don't know if you remember if they revealed the name of those creatures yet, but did they? I don't think so. I think the uh, the spitters. Yeah, the spitter yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil it yet for you, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. What happens? Yeah, it's. it's, it's I really like how they tie that. Yeah, that totally. bow. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I don't, uh, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Like, I definitely feel like I know, like the instant that I saw that, I was like, I know exactly what this is going to become. Like, okay. okay. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We haven't seen those episodes yet, Brian. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we have I mean, like neither of, I, I haven't. I mean, well, yeah, I guess I'm the only one who hasn't, but like, <laughs> yeah, like I was definitely like, as soon as I saw that and the, like, and the movie, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I see something's, Something wild is going to happen. I'm pretty Something excited. strange is afoot of the Circle K. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> uh, big time. Um, this episode ends with, in my opinion, what is one of the greatest monologues of all time. Ooh. Where, I, really, I totally freaking forgot about it. Dude, what? so, like, I there are times where, like, if I just need, like, a fire in my belly, like, I will literally pull up this episode and pull up the last five minutes of it, where... Yeah. Rianne is running, trying to run it out of, or not out of the castle, but he's trying to escape 
from the the Skeksis because they realize that he's seen um, what's happened to Mira. And Chamberlain uh, is going like, don't worry about it. If if, Cha- if uh, the Gelfling goes and talks, nobody's going to believe. And then he goes on this whole big thing while they're showing all these characters going on, like to basically begin each of their quests. Um, and he's like, they're just going to ca- shun him, cast him out into the cold. And um, th- I wish I like, I wish I had it memorized. It's just, mm-hmm. it's such a good, so go wait, listen to it. It's such a ha- good monologue. You, have a, you pull up a speech from the Lord Chamberlain to amp you up? <laughs> I think it's because... Are you a monster? Probably. <laughs> no, I think it's the the idea that, like, they are all going to combat this thing, and I don't know. It's just, it's the way it's presented. When you see yeah. the san- deep, like, climb to the top of the sanctuary tree, if you're not crying at that point, like, you just don't have the same kind of soul that I do. Okay, yeah. well, I guess I got a different soul from you. Yeah, like <laughs> like the first time I saw that, it was just like tears were flowing, and I was like, "This is one of the most beautifully shot things I've ever seen." Like, yeah, it's I don't know, maybe I think, I think all of us will probably have like are the moment that this series like freaking hits you. I have my moment is like definitely way later in in a couple episodes for sure. Um, there are yeah. there's one other one for sure that I can. I think it's in the next set of yeah. episodes. Um yeah. That just gets you, but goddamn. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's why oh, this wait. series is like woof man. Uh I didn't think this was going to get this deep, but I feel it. You know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's a it's, show, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's I good. mean, that's just the testament of like Henson Henson-esque Hensonite Muppet culture projects where they're like a little bit yeah. cheaper than your, your typical yeah this culture. this might be my favorite Henson thing that I've ever seen yeah. and you I could guess. definitely make an argument for it like it's yeah yeah so Chris as we move on into episode two have did you take a look at that picture that I posted in the show notes oh let me yeah before we before we get into episode two here so we can just so discuss notes. Uh, show notes. Oh yeah. So we have an original drawing of the uh, Skeksis as they're young, and each of them has like I'll say 1970s like rocker hair. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the closest, like metalhead, not metal, like like Zeppelin kind of hair. Um, like look at the Lord Chamberlain. He's got like um, they have multiple uh, sets of boobs. Some of them, which is interesting. Or like their boobs are lower than their rib cages. Boobs. Yeah, I don't know. They've also Weird. got multiple sets of arms, which I don't think I ever noticed. Yeah, some yeah. of them do. So, like, if you notice, um, the cool thing about some of the designs, and uh, um, one of it is like pretty technical. Um, but I'm trying to think. I think it's just the the emperor. He's got that kind of like big kind of shell on the back. And yeah. if you look at it, uh, uh, what a what a um not what a digital what it works they have like they're kind of their their own um like store kind of uh vertical of their whole company where they put out like statues of all the things that they work on and so there's this awesome amazing emperor statue that kind of shows you the entire uh the entire like layout of 
the emperor's body. I think Chris and I were were like looking at these for. Uh, I know I was looking for my Halloween costume when I was yeah. um, when I was Hup for Halloween because um, that was like the only thing that you see like a full body picture of uh, of these characters. But um, anyways, the the Skeksis have things that are sort of. Um, uh, on their back built so that their arms can basically just kind of like grab onto and hang. They're like tertiary set of arms because they have like arms on their back that just sort of like can't really do anything. They're like T-Rex arms pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's cool to see that what they do there, they like, they develop these little um, like pieces of clothing to sort of accommodate for their arms that have nothing to do or hang out. So... Yeah, that's kind of awesome. like, like Skeksis bras for your arms. You know? Like, one of them is uh, maybe playing, like, Breath of the Wild. You yeah. know, like, one set with, like, your tiny Joy-Cons, like, sticking up top. And then, <laughs> you know, the other set's maybe, like, lifting some weights or something. I don't know. Yeah. Speeding your Cheetos. Little... Episode two, uh, we've got... Uh, Augur is basically getting up and she's like, how long have I been asleep? And this Poggling's like, I don't know. That was my grandfather that basically watched you go to sleep. Yeah, um, she, so she's it like, was a super long like, time ago. You used to be, you were so young when I left. <laughs> yeah, that scene is like amazing. That is um, great. We get Deet walking through the woods as Eris Morn because she has her like little blindfold on. Um, oh, so cool. Yeah. Uh, it's something that like I didn't think about until once you see it, it's like, oh, it makes sense. Homegirls lived in a cave her entire life. Like the sun would be pretty bright. (laughs) What I don't understand is why she isn't wearing it all the time. But like, I get like, you don't want to hide like these like gorgeous eyes that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Like so expressive and all that sort of stuff, especially because like a lot of like, you can tell because of the, like the mechanics of the puppets, like they, they clearly have put a lot into making them kind of blink realistically. Because, like, if you yeah. compare Jen from the movie to, like, literally even the most minor character in this show, like, it's kind of buck wild. Yeah, it's night and day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, super. Like, there's so many technical upgrades yeah. that I'm sure go into just one character that they didn't even have in the original movie. Well, you figure now they can 3D print stuff. Like, before it was, we're carving oh, yeah. it out of wood. Like, all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, we have the fizz gig uh, scene where she meets yes. it. She meets which, which by the way, the I told you guys about that. I was like, I was typing in there and I was like, okay, I get it. Like, cause you know, he's been talking, our, our boy, uh, our boy, Chris over here has been talking a lot of sugar oh. about deep. And like, we got <laughs> to this scene and I was like, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, she's a nature then, girl. Yeah. I like, I absolutely get it. And then immediately as I was typing that, uh, I like I like Fizzgig popped up on the screen, and I was like, "Heck yes!" Yeah, the <laughs> belly rubs are everything. <laughs> Heck yes! Heck yes! Yeah, but now that like sort of it sort of tells you, oh, the Fizzgig is a race, and yeah. not like just the name of that little little ball, little cute ball fur in the first movie. And it just goes to show how how like uh how much Kira's lacking imagination. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. right. Guess guess I'm naming you Pikachu. Yeah. Because you're a yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Um 
Man. We go to uh, Crystal Castle, and they're all going back and forth. Like, how do we deal with the situation? You know, this guy got away. He saw everything that happened. Um, and that's when Chamberlain, being this sneaky little bastard that he is, is like, <laughs> I plant stories in ground and watch it grow and do truth. That was Please. such a great line. Yeah. Um, and the Emperor, like, I mean, he's right. Like, yeah. he is true. That is what he does. That's totally what he does. Um, it, it also does a good job of showing their foil where he, uh, the Emperor's like, just kill him. Like, whatever. We'll be done with this, like, super quickly if, if we just take him out of a uh, out of commission, basically. Um, and uh, the or the general says that rather. And uh, Emperor's like, nope, we're going to we're going to be conniving little little snakes and do it this way. Um, cold blooded. <laughs> the cold blooded. The... <laughs> um, yeah, Rian and Gurgen basically have to like team up to try and figure out how to get out of there because they know that uh, Rian's on the run. Uh, what else we got? Which he so he dream fasts to convince him of the truth, which um, the Lord Chamberlain accounts for. Yes, like by right. by spreading a rumor that um, that Rian is sick and that anybody who dream fasts with him could catch whatever demented sickness he has, which is a stroke of genius. Because that's the only way that he has like, to so, convince people of the truth. Yeah, right? and, and he does it like so off the cuff. Of he's like, "No, you, you can't do that. Don't dream fast with him. It's gonna be bad." Um, here's the reason why. He's so quick with that. So sneaky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. When we go back to Deet in the forest, and she like meets the uh, yeah. the spider. Um, she's like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm Deet." Blah blah. blah. This thing Which I like, attacking her. I loved that. I love that that she like she is even when things are acting like aggressive, she she believes like which is such a great trait, I think, in a, a hero, especially one who is like so attuned to nature as the as certain tribes of Gelflings are. Yeah, she, uh, you know, what, tries to see the good in everyone and everything. And our boy be hunt man. Oh, here he comes. Here comes up. <laughs> Swing it on in. Ooh. The Dude, best character. You see him getting ready in the morning and he doesn't like his hair. And then he just like <laughs> and like whips it around. And then he's like, oh, oh, and then he's got a, a full. um. Oh, my God. What's the, the guy? Oh, my God. Singer big in Germany was on David. Hasselhoff? Yes. <laughs> he's, he's got the full freaking Hasselhoff. How you got that out of there? I'm strangely good at this game. <laughs> Jesus. Brandon and I dream fasted before the show. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> God damn. Oh man. Hop Hop is my like my it, it, I feel like he's like my spirit character. Like he's absolutely me as like any kind of dingus character on any show. Just like <laughs> just like just doesn't even speak real English, just says the stupidest noises and is like a complete like shit post of a being, but like, but has the purest heart. And he, that dude the, yeah. is aiming for the stars. You know oh, what? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm on my way to see them <laughs> become a paladin. Really? Hell They're yeah. Paladins? 
uh, I'm going to be the first one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like, that's like, that's like a gnome paladin. It's like, what? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta, you gotta have um, a paladin for every race, right? You got it. Can't be racist. by, By the way, we didn't mention, we didn't mention the boy shows up brandishing a spoon. Oh, yes. hell yeah. Like, That's his weapon of choice. Yes. Which, so, when, when <laughs> I, I was... I just realized that the, 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 the thing for the Discord server is, is up. It's up. Yeah, <laughs> it's up. Yeah. I like awesome. pub chats. I thought it was just a freaking random podling, and now no, I'm like, I glanced over and I was like, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> as Behan said earlier, both he and I were up for Halloween this past year. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. For the longest time after Halloween, I like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm lazy. I had like half my costume in the trunk of my car, and uh, <laughs> I like was making pasta one night, and I was like, where the hell is the wooden spoon? I can't find it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah, bought um I could only buy like a set of two when I bought those. So I have these these two freaking giant they're the most giant spoons I've ever owned in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. The one you had was like it's the one that he gets in uh at the pub scene where yeah. he's like, Ooh, this is much better. <laughs> it's freaking the one he gets is huge. Yeah, it's, it's like a wheel. And it's yeah. also not broken the way that the one he had clearly was. Yeah, yeah. Like broken in two places and then like kind of stitched back together. Right. God. No, it's just a giant like power buster of a spoon. <laughs> the, the buster a sword. Buster, of yeah, buster, buster sword. Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Hup got it from Zach. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, so deep. Uh, yeah. I mean, their their first interaction very cute. Uh, and then Hup is basically like her guide through like the surface world for like the rest of the show, which is just amazing. Uh, especially because he just doesn't speak English. Um, but yeah. they their back and forth is just magical. Um, so we go to uh, back to the librarian with Brea, and the librarian does that thing that like Hagrid does, where uh, he basically drops hard knowledge and is like, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. <laughs> um, also Hagrid. Yeah. And uh, go see the Seifer and all that, which Eddie Izzard, that's who it's played by. I couldn't remember. Yes. His name. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so she goes to see him and homeboy like straight up tries to drug her. Yeah. Which was totally wild. Yeah. And given like the effects that it had on him, it would have been, I mean, it would have done nothing for the show, but it'd be interesting to see like what the like democratic ramifications would have been <laughs> if, uh, Oh, if he had drugged if and he had made her the and daughter of the rival, like a clan yeah. forget that much. Cause he turns into like a vegetable, a, a vegetable at that point. Right. He, yeah. He's just super dumb. Um, <laughs> real, real mess. What a dangus. What a dangus. <laughs> uh what do we got the skexies are searching for rian rian goes to uh mirror's essence oh okay yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so he wants to go we... get go ahead i was just gonna say there was a funny moment when when hup like quote unquote tries to rescue uh deet where he gets like tied up and then she, she uses him <laughs> as oh. like 
A wrecking ball? Oh, yeah. It's like the first time she meets him. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Push me, push me. <laughs> yeah. He's like telling her to do it. He's such a yeah, chaos which, entity. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so then yeah. we go to. Uh, we're at the Crystal Castle. Um, Rianne says that he wants to gather Mira's essence so he can basically say, like, here's the proof that Mira, you know, this is what they did. Dreamcast when they here's her essence, like, this is all that's left. Um, they come across the crystal and they're like, oh my god, it looks terrible. What happened? Oh my god, <laughs> so I got it. It's shouldn't, it's supposed to be clear, not purple. It's freaking and... horrible, you guys. Oh. Why is it all purple? <laughs> um, and then we go to Skektek's lab, where this is like the the crux of like a lot of the rest of the episode, where um, he puts the the essence in that snake lock snake, which is so creepy, and then Chamberlain oh, yeah. like steals it and eats it. Um, just disgusting to watch. <laughs> so gross. Um, he's, he's nasty. So nasty. So nasty. Um, but no, they do that uh that really gross, nefarious thing where they're like arguing over Chamberlain is basically trying to steal it, and uh Skektek catches him, and it all of this is happening while Rianne and Gershom were trying to steal it. And uh they eventually get off with it. Um and they start chasing him uh throughout the castle uh to try and get it back. Um then we go back to Deet and Hup. Um. Oh, this fucking scene. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Oh no, homegirl, you're going the wrong way. You're supposed to follow the brightest star. You're following the moon." And then she's like, "Oh my god, I'm going the wrong way. Thanks for telling me." <laughs> Kisses him, and homeboy is just smitten. Ooh, he loves her. He loves her so much. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Like that's that look of just pure. <gasps> It's that like 12th grade boy getting kissed by like the 14 year old girl for like, <laughs> you know, saving her puppy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so good. She doesn't even really mean it. He <laughs> loves her. Wait, did you say a 12th grade boy no, getting kissed by a 14 year old girl? <laughs> oh, no. no. A 12 year old boy. <laughs> I'm God. pretty sure it's legal, my friend. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyways, with God, way to kill the the sweet tender moment. <laughs> you bastard! You bastard! You bastard! Dude, oh my God! I'm telling you, listen to the tapes back. I am not wrong. Yeah, you're you're wrong. Anyways, anyways, cut that. <laughs> um, Alma, yeah, right. Alma finds out about uh. Brea wiping the Elder Kadir's memory. She's all pissed off. She says, you're going to the Order of Lesser Service. Um, and then... Which, by the way, I love that their job is washing nasty podlings. Oh, man. That scene. Dude, so good. So The deterge? Come on. The deterge. Yeah, the great deterge. That scene, <laughs> literally all it had in the script was like, oh, yeah, th- she goes to this place. She has to wash a podling and... Like one of them, like he doesn't want to get a bath, and they literally <laughs> turned it into no fucker. It's thirty poglings, and one of them running around without pants on. <laughs> yeah, God, what and a like, what an absolute definitely... like chaos party scene. I kind of want to go to one of those. 
parties and just freaking run, run amok. It's just like podling, like the podling party in the movie. It's like these cats know how to get down. Dude, yeah, they know how right. to rip. They can fucking rip it. <laughs> these these are it's it's like hobbits gone wild. It's like, <laughs> they're just, like, and I love I mean this is dipping in episode three, but like I love that that line that the guy who like runs that whole uh spot has where he's like to cleanse a podling, the filthiest creatures of Thra is to cleanse yeah. oneself. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> It's like a punishment. It's like the worst yeah. punishment. <laughs> we'll never make a mistake again. These, these little bastards. <laughs> oh, it's gonna fall around and call a bunch of like three-year-old baby raisins, pretty much. <laughs> like, like baby. Now I just imagining like baby California raisins. Like, can I tell you, like the first time I saw a pogling, one of the first thoughts I had was like, God, if I ever have a kid that looks like. This, <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna handle it, and, or how I'm gonna be able to treat it seriously. It's just like it's gonna be wild, man. Comes out, I'm like, we will name him Hup. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, oh man, so uh, Crystal Castle, they are basically talking about like, okay, how do we? Somebody's got to get punished because Rianne just got off with this this essence. This is bad. We're in a bad situation. And um, they go back and forth about whose fault is it, the Chamberlain or the scientist. Chamberlain totally spins it on the scientist and is like, no, um, I was actually there trying to help uh, him out because I knew and that they were there. And he tries to look nice with him later. It's the most bonkers stuff. Yeah, dude. It's, it's messed up. Yeah, he's a toxic boy. Yeah. Don't mess with him. Don't if talk I to ever, him. If I it was ever so crazy. had to work with someone like that, I would not be okay. Oof. He'd get Oof. reported to HR immediately. So fast. I'd be like, I need to have a so one-on-one. So fast. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm starting to get the impression Chamberlain is not all on the up and up. <laughs> I don't think he's a nice guy. <laughs> to suspect that. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. He ain't cool. <laughs> he ain't um, cool. After that, what do we got? Oh, they say the peeper beetle is going to be uh, the scientist's punishment. Jeez. Um, we have no idea what this means, but they're all very excited about it. Woo! Rand's father arrives. He's like, hey, what the hell's going on? They said that Gurgen just confessed the, to the murdering. Um, uh, what else we got? They say, oh, go. They basically just say, go find Rian and the essence and bring him back. We'll deal with it. By deal with it, they mean you. They mean kill them. Um, dun, dun, dun. And Augur is trying to figure out why the hell is Thra calling out? What's going on? Uh, clearly something's wrong. I feel like trash. And if I feel like trash, then the planet must feel like trash. Um, <laughs> and then we get the super cultist, terrifying end scene of episode two, where they're all standing around the scientist, putting that cage on him. And they go, when we fail ourselves, we must be punished. When we fail Ooh. each other, we must be punished. And that Ooh. thing just sucks his eyeball right out. And they give you the first person view. The first person view and then just the sound of it crunching down. <laughs> yeah. And it cuts, it cuts to black. Um, yeah. To do it, which is like so wild. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, they don't play. They don't play around. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Episode three, Order of Lesser Service. Talked about that. Um, Deet and Hup. This is another one of my favorite scenes in just the series overall. Um, they talk about uh, Hup's basically explaining to her why she's like, oh, we'll just go talk to these other uh, Gelfling. It'll be fine. And he's like, no, racism is real and the world is terrible. And here's what happens when other Gelfling try to talk to other Gelfling. Um, Which, man. Man. Really sucked to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, when it when it finally plays out when they're in Stone in the Wood, real rough. Um, really she gives sucked. that she gives that line where, and this was like it just so solidifies the character. Um, they don't get along just because they're different. I don't accept that. Uh, getting along may be hard at first, but like anything else in life, it just takes time to adjust. And she avoid uh, removes her veil while she says that. It's just a very sweet moment. Yeah. 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 Um, Rianne finds some people. They're like, "That's the homeboy. He he murdered a Gelfling. We need to run. You suck." And then that all happens. <laughs> um, Stone in the Wood. We get all these uh these people being like, "Oh, she's green. She must be nasty. Whatever. Get out of here." Um, we have the the Hup bar fight, <laughs> which is just so great. Um, Everything with him is wonderful. I when he. When he's getting pulled away, and he's like, "Bottling justice." Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. It's yeah. Perfect. I love him, my boy, my son. <laughs> um, Chamberlain has Gurgeon. He goes, "Peepa beetle goes chomp, chomp, chomp." Imagine what Skeksis would do to the Gelfling. Yeah, he basically, yeah. If this is the kind of punishment that we visit on our friends, imagine what we do to our enemies to try to get the stuff out of uh, what Gurgen, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, Bray gets the jewel um, that the Seifer told her to go get. She doesn't really know why she needs it. Um. Oh, this the Crystal Castle Skektek. Um, he's repairing the machine. Uh, we get like that shot of his new mechanical eye for the first time. He goes, my eye is fine. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Chamberlain tries to make peace and brings him the Grunax. The Grunax. Oh, poor guys, which I feel so bad for these guys. I know. Um, they're known for being very strong and very good hard workers, but Chamberlain being machines. machines, machines, he's sewn their mouths shut. Um, because he's a monster. Yeah, uh, they were actually supposed to be in the original movie, and then they got cut. But right, they're right. they're yeah. in um, the way that they that they talked about them. I was like, am I supposed to recognize these dudes? No, no, they uh, they're they're in they were in the original designs. I just don't think they knew like where to fit them. Right, um, and they actually um, yeah, so they make a reappearance here, which is cool. But like they're in all the yeah original drawings and like art books and stuff. Right. Um, we meet Rianne's Madra at Stone in the Wood. Um, Deet is trying to get in because she's. Oh, I hit my lamp. Ooh. Um, trying to get Hup out of uh, jail, and he says, "Nope, deal with it. Get out of here. You're green. I don't like you." Um, <laughs> Rianne presents the. I don't like you either. I don't like you either. I wanted man. I got the death sentence on twelve systems. I'll be careful. Uh, you'll be dead. 
<laughs> that was so extreme. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't sit, start that sentence without me finishing it. Sorry, <laughs> it's like Satan come sail away. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh man, so he presents the uh, the essence, and he's like, Sorry, yeah. with me. "I'm telling you, I'm not lying," and uh, they're not, they're not having it because. What a great reveal when the leader when the leader was like, "You're quite right, he is sick," and I was just like, "No!" The classic moment where you're just like, "Ah, they got here first. Yeah, yeah. It's classic Lando moment where you're just like, "Oh, come on!" Damn it, <laughs> Chamberlain at the dinner table blocking laser shots. <laughs> I'm ready for that movie, let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I had to burp. Oh, oh. Uh, we have a a battle here, ish. Not really. Rian just kind of cuts down a chandelier and then yeets himself out of the building. Which, like in, in another classic moment of Dark Crystal, like there are just glowing creatures inside of the lanterns that glow up, and it's just another unexplained creature that exists in this world. Which is what I think Dark Crystal does like the best. It's yeah, just like it's create like, these weird like environmental storytelling elements. Yeah, it yeah. could have been it could have been a lamp, and it would have been just fine. But they did something weird and awesome, and I love it. Yeah. Then we get this this scene. <laughs> I must have totally blocked this out of my mind, where all of the Skeksis are like in a spa, and like pus is just oozing everywhere, <laughs> and like things Dude. are sucking on body parts. Like, yeah, <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> things are sucking on bodily parts <laughs> i fucking hate this scene like it's so good but i was just like oh oh what like ugh, so nasty um and auger comes in they're going back and forth basically calling each other old and fat like because a thousand years of or trying to have gone by um, the best yeah and and this is like the the moment that i was talking about before of like this is this is when Ogra talks about like, these are not the Skeksis I remember. And then she yeah. like literally like pokes her eye down into the bath to like keep <laughs> on some Skeksis. Like, <laughs> why would you? <ya>? She's <laughs> got to know what, what's going on in the downtown Bonanza, you know? Why would what ya? really makes a Skeksis yeah. stick? <laughs> nice. Meow. Um, nasty. She wants to go see the crystal. They won't let her. She has one of my favorite moments in this episode where they're walking her out of the, the castle and they're like, I heard she burned down a village because they didn't sing happy birthday. And they're like saying all this mm -hmm. weird shit. And she goes, it's true. It's oh. true. It's all true. And worse. And worse. <laughs> Stay where you are. Or you'll suffer the wrath of all eight and a half fingers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wish she was my grandma so bad. I know, seriously. Um, and then yeah, she, this is basically where she gets like the four one one on uh, w what's going on with the planet, um, and that she needs to find the song of Thra because she's lost it and she's like basically out of tune with her own planet. Um, which like she yeah she talked to the crystal, elsewhere. which was like so awesome. Yeah. It basically it, it's it's like a weird I don't know what it reminds me of, but it was definitely one of those things where it's like this is part you like finding your inner self and part someone telling you what's going on. But it was mm -hmm. really 
I, I don't know. It was reminiscent of something that I can't really remember, but it, it was like, there are the, the, there is this moment of like genuine loss of like, what has happened to you? Like when she, like she speaks to the crystal as though it's like an old friend. Um, right. In the, in the, in the main, in the main room. And it's just like the crystal tells her like, Hey, like, like literally the minute you left, the Skeksis started doing this stuff. Like, yeah. They, they, they were not, they were never the people to trust with this. They never had good intent or intentions. Yeah. yeah. It right. wasn't like they somehow lost their way or something like that. Like they were always bad. They were manipulating you like from the start. Right. Oh, and, and before, like before she even journeyed there, she was like, maybe I should go to the mystics to, to have them explain. And then she's like, ah, I don't have time for riddles. Yeah. Which I thought was so <laughs> great. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sets them up like so much for when you see them eventually. Yeah, when they come up later, it's like, oh, I get why this may not have been <laughs> the first choice. It's like, I don't got time for this. Yeah, I just need answers. I need results. <laughs> um, Rianne basically meets Deet. I mean, not much happens in this scene. She's basically just like, oh, you're that guy. All right, I'm going to leave. Bye. And then runs away. Um, <laughs> and then Brea gives the sea for the jewel, um, which is uh, this chrysalis of an imperial unimoth which is the totem animal of her clan um and she says you need to ask this thing a question she says where are the answers i seek and then this chrysalis opens up and they just fly out of there into the throne room um where this unimoth like forms into the seat and then the the catacomb opens up and she the episode ends with her walking down into it which i loved and then the doors, the doors ominously close, but like, that's just, I didn't, I, I thought the way that they, that they framed that shot of her, like looking down into the thing, I thought somebody was going to like appear behind her and then oh, like uh, see her going in. No, I thought somebody was going to freaking grab her and then like knock her out and then like go back, <laughs> go down into the thing themselves. Oh, um, oh, nope. Didn't happen. I was like, oh, right. Because like in the, in the end, like the, the, um, the person who took over for this, for the, the seer, right. Which was his assistant for a long time. She's like, oh, basically he's catatonic. I, I, you know, I saw this opportunity to give myself a promotion. I definitely did not get like vibes that she was completely on the up and up in the first scene she was in. I kind of did. And it kind of seemed like she disagreed with how kind of, um, I, don't know, I guess kind of secretive that the that the the elder seer was being. And well, it and not like only that, more elder seer is like when he like goes and grabs her in that episode. She's like, he told you to let go, like, yeah, yeah, trying to yeah. set boundaries where like this is not okay. You can't just like grab people like this. Yeah, which which that like those that element was fine, but then at the same time, like she still did give like give the seer the you know the ability to. Um, like knock her out or whatever. Like he, they definitely gave him the null root or something. So I like, I didn't get that. She was like definitely somebody that could certainly be trusted, but she definitely seemed more trustworthy than the elder seer. But in, the, at, in this one, when she's just like ordering the old elder seer around, I like, I get that the position they're in is like, she didn't have a lot of choice, but I don't know. I got kind of shifty vibes off of her still. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. 
I guess <laughs> I guess maybe that was misplaced or like I was kind of like looking for something that wasn't there because she does get kind of offended when um when Brea's like she oh, brings up the payment. Is, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, "Oh, yeah, like we all need payment." Like, no, this the thing that I had you bring is literally the thing that you need. Yeah. Like I had you bring this because you needed it, not because I wanted it. Which like well, and that kind I of paints, I, paints into it of like, okay, maybe she's not out like just to take advantage of this girl. Like maybe she does have a good heart. Yeah. You know, she so, is trying so, to do the right thing. Right. So maybe that was kind of like something that that I was bringing to the table, uh, which I mean, I think means that they did a good job of like coloring these tribes of like they don't trust each other. And maybe there's a good reason for that. Um, yeah, for sure. Which I think is good. Like it's it's I, I think that all of the factions like nobody really felt I, I guess I kind of wish that we would have gotten more um, more fleshed out with these kind of boating Gelflings, but I guess there's not really a reason up until this point for them to be in it more than they are. So I don't know. I I, I felt like that was the only the only kind of faction where I was like, I feel like I could use more than what we got because it feels like kind of thin. Whereas like the the royal ones, like the learned ones on top of the mountain, um, where Brea is from, like they felt very fleshed out. The ones underground. Well, part of that too out. is the, the characters that you get. Like you get main uh, yeah. characters that are from those clans, and for they, sure, for sure, you you get a little bit more from the other ones, but yeah. not nearly as much. I okay. mean, yeah, you'll 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 be pleasantly surprised later on. This, yeah, this cool. a lot of things are going to come come into place. Um, I mean, just, and, and a lot of it deals with uh, a lot of it deals with uh, this royal family for sure. Yeah, I definitely get that. And Just I think because that they, of their seat of power, power and everything. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think they did a good job, like, fleshing out that whole family, like, getting where everybody is coming from, getting that whole dynamic. Like, if anything smacks of Game of Thrones, it's, like, the politics of that whole family and how they all relate to each other. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely, like, I definitely think that this, that this, this intro is, like, got me thoroughly hooked. Um, I like, will I would, say... I was worried that that three hours was going to be like a bit laborious, but it totally wasn't. No, I mean, they they give you a lot. And because I think the story jumps between these characters at a pretty good clip, it keeps it interesting. Um, The pacing is great. Yeah. Yeah. They have very good pacing there. Um, I think the next three episodes are probably my favorite ones of the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Me too. It's going to get wild, my man. Yeah, I'm ready. There's a lot of really great moments in the next few episodes. (laughs) Heck yes. Heck yes. Um, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, we'll get into those. Um, that is all, though, for this week. Unless, gentlemen, you had anything else you want to talk about? Not really. Like, I, oh. I, Deet and Hup are the freaking goats. Uh, the, the goats. Hup's my boy, my son. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really good. I I'm really glad, like it. I can't, I can't wait to enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Same yeah dude no um all right well everybody thank you for uh joining us this week on this episode of podling pub chats um you can find mr brandon hunt at media vandal all over the internet you can find brian barnett at ribnax you can find myself at shrives 93 we're all over twitter and instagram and all that good stuff um that's all we got have a great week enjoy the rest of this series and we will see you next time